Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life on your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication, and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a bit of a misconception some days, you know, where people think that you, you know, have to study a lot at school and have to go to universities. But for me, you know, I wasn't a successful student at school. You know, I was I was very much a, you know, a D grade or an F grade in, in some subjects. So school for me was was more of a holiday. You know, I went there to catch up with my friends and play sport and things like that. So school really didn't have any impact on me whatsoever. So I guess, um, you know, I was really forced to do a trade or forced to do something that didn't require study. Um, and that's why I guess I've become an electrician. Um, I left school just after my 17th birthday and started a fly and fly out construction role as an apprentice electrician only a few months after that. So, yeah. Welcome back to the Buyers Agent Institute show. The purpose of the show is to bring awareness to buyers agents, to bring awareness to the career opportunities that the buyers agent sector is providing people, to bring awareness around the value that buyers agents are providing to people who need help buying property. Our goal with the show is to strip back and dive into the stories of remarkable buyers agents who are paving the way forward in one of the fastest growing real estate career trends right now. Our guest today is Luke Bailey. Luke's come all the way from Adelaide. Luke has a very significant property investing history and career, which started back when he was 19 when he bought his first property. Luke was also a fly-in, fly-out electrician, and he was actually earning very good money. He had such a big passion for property that he decided to then transfer and become a buyer's agent. Luke now runs a buyer's agent company called Fortier. That business has been running for around 19 months, and Luke has generated deepen the six figures with that business and also diversified not just buying investment properties but also doing development projects today i'd like to introduce luke bailey welcome luke thanks very much for having me good to be here great to be here so luke i had a question for you just regarding school you know i've i see so many entrepreneurs you've done so well you've obviously been very successful as, as an electrician you earn very good money you've now transitioned into a very uh, successful role running your own buyer's agent business. So when did you get first addicted to, to property, your first hit? The first hit would have been, um, look, when I was 18 years old, my, my dad was really encouraging me to get into investing. And whether that be property, whether it be shares, whether it be something else, he, he said, look, you're, you're young, you have to set yourself up. So I started really saving, you know, after I bought my first car for, a, uh, for my first property at around about 18 and I, just before my 19th birthday, I signed the contract so that it settled just after my yeah, 19th birthday. Um, so yeah, when I was 18, I got it, got it really young, I guess you can say, yeah, yeah. Was it a good purchase, the first one? Look, it wasn't the best, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. And I think a lot of people when they, I guess, invest in property, they invest close to where they're living 
it's just it's a general general thing. I mean, if you if you're from Sydney, you you invest in Sydney. If you're from Melbourne, you invest in Melbourne. I, I grew up in a small country town, around about an hour away from Adelaide on the south coast. So, you know, the capital growth there in general is quite quite slow. But I, you know, the good thing was I, I made the made the jump and started investing in property. So, it it wasn't the best purchase. I still own that property today, and it's uh, you know it has went up you know a decent amount. But you know the whole Doubles, doubles in seven to ten year period wasn't the case for me initially, but um, you know the, the positive out of it was I, I did take action. Yeah, yeah, because they always say, I mean, especially with, with from my experience, you know, buying that first property, you're popping the, the cherry, and typically that you then want to man- manufacture equity if possible, then to start accumulating more properties. Yeah, de- definitely, and, and that was a strategy that I used throughout building my portfolio. Was um, you know, as I sort of understood that. You know, capital growth is great, and that's why you buy properties. But if you can manufacture ec- equity through, you know, renovations and developments and subdivisions and things like that, that's something that I sort of learnt later down the line after I sort of worked out how property kind of works. So, um, yeah, yeah. So your portfolios over South Australia, Tasmania, Queensland. Yeah, correct. So yeah, throughout um, you know Adelaide, the South Coast where I grew up, I've still got some properties down there uh, throughout Tasmania. So you know, Hobart, Launceston, and then. Uh, South Brisbane, so. Okay, nice. And currently for your buyer's agent business, are you buying in those three states? Yeah, so predominantly I'm buying uh, throughout South Australia. That's that's my core. Um, I was previously buying in Tasmania, so around Hobart. Uh, we've sort of stopped buying there for, for different reasons. Um, but, you know, South Australia is my, my predominant market. I do a little bit of buying in regional Victoria, but okay. I would say 80% of it would be Adelaide or, or around Adelaide, yeah. Cool. And so when you're an electrician, you're earning very good money. Correct. Yep. And what was the main driver for you actually deciding to really exit out of there? Yeah. Look, for me, I, I never fell in love with being an electrician. I enjoyed the, the, the having that trade as, as security, mm-hmm. but I was very much forced into being an electrician. And, and that was purely by not doing well at school. My, my father was a, a mining manager for in in, um, in the oil and gas industry, so he sort of pulled me out and, and dropped me in, and then I did the, did the trade. So I never really uh, fe- fell in love with it, and um, I guess I stuck at it for so long because of the money, you know. And and that it, it can be a trap, you know. You, you're stuck to the money, but um, with that comes you know a lifestyle that you're away for three weeks, four weeks at a time living in you know mining camps living in facilities where you just don't want to be there so it's a trap you can get trapped to a money to, to the money uh, which has its has its advantages but you have to really you know sort of towards my late 20s when I realized that this just isn't for me like I just can't be you know chained to, to the money so so you would have saved good money saved good money and you know got to do a lot of things I enjoyed doing traveled the world and you know got to buy decent amount of uh, properties and whatnot so I never went without but the um, I guess the penalty of doing that is you're away and you do miss out on quite a lot um, of things so yeah did you dream of getting into real estate like becoming a real estate agent at any stage or not at all like I I just saw that the the grind of a real estate agent you know making cold calls doing door knocking it just never that's not my personality, so it, it never, it never, you know, come across me to, to do that. And I always wanted to do something in property, but I enjoyed buying property personally. So there was never, you know, never a thought to become a real estate agent and compete with the other, I don't know, it was seventy or eighty thousand people in Australia that are doing it. So yeah, I remember when we first spoke, and 
you're obviously super passionate about property and you really wanted to get out of what you were doing. And I could just tell that you didn't have that typical sales style of, let's say, personality. And that was me as well. I didn't come from a sales background. And I mean, what's been your experience now getting into the buyer's agent space, not having a sales background? Was that limiting for you or? Uh, not, not really. I think it's, um, I think sales is, is learned. I, I, I think there's very few people in the world that are actually born salesmen. There's a, there's a few people that are, but I think, you know, it can be learned. It's about following a certain process, being good at asking questions, being, uh, you know, acting not like a typical salesman. Um, so for me, it wasn't necessarily a limiting factor. I, I wanted to sort of use my experience of buying properties um, as an investor as providing you know, enormous value to clients. And when, when they can see that, I, I don't think you have to be a salesy type of person to succeed in this career. I agree. And I think not having a sales background coming into the buyer's agent role can really work to your advantage. And it, I mean, it did for me. And I think what can be actually tricky for buyer's agents is if you come into the role with training in some shape or form in sales, and it might not be the, the best of training, trying to, I guess, rewire that and untangle that can be quite challenging. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, a lot of people can be conditioned to be, yeah. you know, certain ways and, and certain, you know, sales tactics, but really it comes down to being able to solve someone's problem. You know, they, they have a problem that they, they can't, you know, find the property that they're looking for. They haven't got the time, haven't got the knowledge. So ultimately you're, you're, a, you're a problem solver. You're solving someone, someone's issue that they have and you're just the, the doctor or the advisor to come along and, and uh, you know, cure their, their problem. Yeah. That's right. So the property that you've been buying for 40 because I mean that company, I've been watching you grow. You've built a phenomenal business. You've built a brand. Uh, you're obviously serving a lot of clients. Are you buying for clients who are based in South Australia or are they based in different parts of Australia? Yeah, all around Australia. Um, so we would have, I'd say around 50% of our clients would be South Australian or, or Adelaide based. And then the other 50% would be, you know, from, from Melbourne, from Sydney, from Brisbane, from, you know, regional uh, Western Australia. So they're all around Australia. Um, I guess one of the advantages is, you know, there, there aren't a lot of buyers agents in Adelaide. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a couple of people that have been there for a few years, but you know I'm probably one of the, the newest people there. So um, yeah, people from all around Australia, yeah. Do you feel like you ever get complacent? Because I'm, there's obviously a low level of competition. Do you, do you, I guess, think of that a lot, that there's not a lot of competition? Yeah, look, it's a good question. And uh, you are right, there, there is no competition. And I usually find when I get an inquiry from someone that has, you know, looking for a buyer's agent, you know, you know I'm competing with maybe one or two other people. So. Yeah that can be a trap because you can be complacent and you can maybe not push yourself as much as you, you should. Uh, I think it's a, it's a trap that we can all fall into. Absolutely. And in terms of the types of property you're purchasing, are you doing any owner arc? Is it just purely investment? Because I know you're doing development projects now. So what's going on at the moment? Yeah, it's a good mix between investment properties and development sites. I mean, we did try everything when I first started the, the primary residence, the, you know, the investment, the development. Um, but, but now we're predominantly focusing on investment properties and development sites and also some renovation projects, you know, renovation and flip sort of projects. I, I understood that there was a lot of people that were not necessarily wanting to build a portfolio. So they were wanting to do short-term projects. So more the, the six months, the 12 month, 18 month timeframes 
Um, you know, building portfolios is a place where I started and, and I, you know, I encourage everyone to, to do it at some stage, but I understand that not everyone wants that or, or does that. So we sort of catered for that. We sort of built a product to cater for people that are wanting those, those short-term projects. So you've obviously got a lot of service offerings, I'm sure. I mean, is there auctions in Adelaide? There, there are, but we're, we're not really an auction state. You know, okay. we're, we're not like in New South Wales or, or Victoria. We, we would have, you know, 60 auctions uh, on a Saturday, I post a 500 in, in Sydney. So we, there are auctions. Uh, we have bought at auction, but you know, we're still a little bit more of a private sale type type of city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm sure there's probably opportunity for negotiation only services, uh, the direct investment. Obviously you're doing add-ons with your services to project manage, I'm assuming like a renovation, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've got a couple of different types of services. So we have the, the buyer's agent service, which is the typical, you know, finding, you know, sourcing, researching, locating and, and securing that site for investment and development. Then we also added in a project management leg to it. So that is project managing renovations. That's project managing. Um, I mean, some developers are, are time poor as well. They might have multiple projects on the go. So we're doing you know, development approvals, we're doing helping out with subdivisions and things like that. So it's another service that you can offer and it's not just as clear cut. I think a lot of people think buyers agents just, just buy property. It's that, that that's true, but there are other services that, that you can offer as well. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, I guess there's there's a lot of value that we provide to the, to the clients. And I guess it's just about working out our strengths and then we can package that up, provide it to the client and everyone's gonna have different objectives. And I think with your level of skill, I mean, a lot of your clients must be pretty impressed when they, I guess, first hear about you and speak to you around, A, what you've done for yourself and B, what you've been doing for your clients. Yeah, I think having that, you know, trade background as well, I, I sort of naturally sort of would, would form into, I don't know if, if, if it's my past, but being on a construction site and things like that is kind of what I've done. So I feel as if I should be on, you know, renovation projects and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So it felt natural to me to be able to do that. And you know, talking to clients about their renovation and, and doing estimates just off the top of my head for how much things are going to cost. They, I guess they are a little bit surprised sometimes. Um, just an advantage I, I think I can offer people by having that that different mindset based around um, how to look at things when, you, when you're purchasing property and whatnot. You know? Yeah, nice. And talk me through, obviously, going from a construction site, the fly-in, fly-out, to now running your own business. What's been... Has there been a massive transformation for you? There has been. Um, so typically the construction life is, you know, you're away for three to four weeks, you're working 12 hours per day, you're in hot conditions, sometimes very sticky conditions. It can be, a lot of people can't cope with it. So doing that, um, you know, you're, you're told to start work at six, smoke oh nine, lunch 12, you know what I mean? It's so structured. Um, you know, to then running my own business. The first few months of running it, I, I didn't really know what to do with myself, to be honest, because it was just so different. Uh, and then you're going from, you know, those sort of conditions to uh, an office type role, meeting people at cafes and restaurants. It was a bit, bit, of, a, bit of a whirlwind for me, but definitely a tra transformation. I feel like a different person now, for sure, because I wasn't happy, you know, in, in the past sort of past life, I guess I could say, yeah. Running business is obviously challenging. I think for any entrepreneur doing anything new, it's it's tough, right? It's it's volatile, it's up and down. I mean, for you running, this is your I'm assuming your first proper business that you've started. Yeah, first proper business. I did do do, do some electrical stuff when I was sort of younger with with the business, but the first I guess type I've I've really sort of blown up. Yeah. yeah. What um, 
what's been really the big challenges? Like, is it the schedule? Is it uh, around uh, your, I guess, day-to-day activities? Has it been around, I guess, even just working and collaborating with clients? Like, what, what have you found? To be the most challenging, yeah. yeah look, um, going, I think one of the most challenging things is, is client management, I, I think it can be, because, you know, going from, uh, you know, electrician sort of role, construction role, which, you know, you're using tools, mm. to then managing clients, um, you know, also also marketing and sales. I mean, that that's really the engine that drives a business is, is marketing and sales. So that's been probably the most challenging thing for me. And then initially it was structure. It was, you know, get, getting myself into a, a structure of, of trying to fit everything into the day. So a bit of a combination, I, I would say client management, but, but also the marketing sales side of things has been. What have you done with a client that, for example, you know, we all, when I was a buyer's agent, we all have challenging clients, mm. things change. What have you typically done to, I guess, when there's been a client that maybe it hasn't gone the right way, e.g. like their brief has changed or they may be uh, deciding not to buy for various reasons. Have you found it difficult to try and, I guess, massage and, you know, have an amicable style of relationship if the client journey hasn't been going to plan? It's a great question because it's happened a few times for me. Uh, things don't always go for plan, you know, in any type of business. So for, for me, it's about really understanding their requirements first, you know, first up. I mean, when I, when I first started, it was a matter of just taking on clients, you know, just because I'm starting off a new business, you have to bring in revenue, you have to get it, get it running, but it's about understanding you know, a lot more, a lot more now is is understanding whether I can help them, whether I want to work with them, whether that the personality is going to be a fit. Mm. So it's about really qualifying that that person right away. But when in a situation when it doesn't run to plan, it, it's a it's about you know calling a meeting and and really it might feel uncomfortable to do that initially, is to really try and sort it out. But yeah. that's the best way to move forward is to call that meeting and say, hey, it's it's not working. We've got two ways to go here. We can keep on going the way we're going and, and not find something or we can alter the brief or change something. You seem like a very active learner. Like obviously since we've uh, known each other, I, I know that you, you're reading a lot, you're engaging in, in a lot of just education full stop. Has that something, has that been an interest of yours always or? Yeah, it always has been. So probably early twenties, mid twenties, I, I just, I realized that I didn't know anything. You know, I've, I had learned nothing at school, nothing about finance, money, business, sales, marketing. I learned nothing about property, nothing about anything at school. Uh, and I realized that, you know, you have to educate yourself. There's a lot of information out there that you need to know if you want to succeed. So I, I just started consuming a lot of books and started, you know, reading, you know, book a week sometimes. And, you know, when I was away, I had a lot of time in the fly and fly industry to read. No one else was reading up there because it's not that type of industry. But I realized that, you know, education was the key. So I've done a lot of, you know, personal development courses, but I think you've got to consistently learn, right? You ed- life's, in it, life's a journey of education and that's what it is. So, but it's a huge passion of mine, yeah. And have you found that it's been challenging to stay motivated with a new business, like in terms of mindset? Has that been something that you found a bit tricky? Yeah, it has been. Do, starting up a, a business by yourself can be one of the most challenging things mm. to do and to not be surrounded by other people in an office that are all doing the same thing. It can be challenging. You know, you've got to keep motivated. And I think for me, it's, it's doing a morning routine mm. to get my mindset right, to know that, you know, what I have to do. And, and also, you know, trying to tackle good book by you know, Jack, was it Jack Canfield about eat that frog, you, you know, tackle the most important things 
straight away. And that's what I try and do. Those calls I have to make, those, you know, that first hour of, of work is it's most important, I think. What have you learned about yourself since you've started your business? You can achieve a lot more than what you think in your mind. We all have limitations in our mind and that's just the experiences that we ha have had in the past. But you, know, you can achieve hundreds of times more than what you actually think in your mind, but you've just got to believe it first. So that's kind of what, I, what I've sort of understood about myself. As soon as I believe it, I can achieve it, yeah. You're in a great position. I mean, there's so many buyers agents buying into South Australia who aren't positioned there. They're, they're, I don't know what states they're in, but they're not in South Australia. You're based there. So I mean, for you to service a client and be on the ground, there's obviously a massive, I guess, additional value add. So obviously it's a very big opportunity. I mean, I think just, just looking into it, obviously the development projects is now picking up for you. And so it seems like your business is gaining a lot of momentum. What are plans or if you have any for, for 2020, are you looking to do anything different or is you just gonna business as usual? Yeah, for me, it's to really um, you know, keep the buyer's agent running and, and, and flowing nicely, but also to get into more development projects. And I have a huge pa passion in being on you know, construction sites and, and whatnot. So that's where a lot of my enjoyment is and doing uh, a lot of development projects around Adelaide, short timeframe stuff within that sort of 12 month, 15 month timeframe. That, that'll definitely be ramp ramping up in the next sort of year or so and, and having multiple, we've got multiple projects on at the go right now, um, but you know, to keep building on that and keep the buyer's agency, you know, running, running nicely as well. Awesome. And so where can people find you? Yeah, they can go to my website, uh, fortier.com.au. They can uh, search Fortier Buyer's Agency on Facebook page, um, send us a, a message or 1300 807 144 is the direct number. Awesome, mate. Well done. I mean, just watching your journey for me uh, to see you transpire over the, the 18 months or however, however long it's exactly been has been phenomenal. I mean, what you've actually achieved and starting a new business runs on the board, just getting out there. You've built such a brand. And I mean, people know about you in Adelaide and I think it's unbelievable. So I just want to say congratulations and I'm really pumped to see what you're going to do in 2020. Thanks, mate. That was really, really kind words. Thank Thanks, you. Mate, Cheers. It. Thanks. So that's the end of the show now. And for those of you, you can check out Luke at www.fortier.com.au. And for those of you looking to buy in the South Australia region, Luke is actually on the ground there. So he's got a lot of experience there, obviously in Tasmania as well and Queensland. So for anyone looking for any development opportunities or for direct investment, Luke is your guy. See you next week. To find out more about how you can become a stellar buyer's agent yourself, head to www.buyersageinstitute.com.au.